Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. What I tell you, okay, all right, this decade is going to be the decade of the Vols. You got it. Read it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Monday, November 23rd. It's been a long weekend, so we're coming at you guys a day later. And good news came at you a day later, because now we know more about the layout (laughs) of the week. So... A lot has changed in the last, uh, not even 24 hours, a little bit less than that. Hey, got so, some good news, got some bad news. Yeah, depending on how you look at it, great news. <laughs> yeah. So, they've all, you know, you don't have to suffer certain things this week. It's definitely going to be, uh, could be a better week for some of you. If you like to live in misery like me, it's, it's only an okay week. Uh, this weekend was tough. Um, I, know the, I know what everybody wants to talk about. It's uh, how to move on from Jeremy Pruitt. And you know what? I I hope every single day that he somehow somehow turns his ship around. That's why I, that's why I've left in his little what he brings to the table at the end of the, the podcast intro. I, I, I'm hoping every day he turns around. He had a good chance to Saturday, um, and he failed. And I don't know if it's ever going to happen. And I wouldn't blame. I'm not saying it'll happen. I don't think it will happen. But I don't blame Philip Former for ending it now because right now you have a salvageable salvageable roster. You can't let it get to how it did in 2017 before you pull the trigger. No. We've got to quit letting <coughs> college football coaches get to rock bottom before you cut them cut them loose. We've got to quit paying them these ridiculous contracts where you can't cut them before it gets to rock bottom. Yeah. D- doesn't help that you extended his contract before the beginning of the season. Yeah, it looks like a pretty big mistake there. Yeah, and what was crazy is like I had no upside to it. Everyone had pretty much already decided – or. I think everyone had, I guess, everyone had decided there was no decision. Jury is still out. Don't do something stupid. And we we did. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. But we're here now. We're here. We're stuck with him for now. <laughs> um, you might have been able to fire him after this week if he loses to Vandy. Don't get that opportunity he, he, now. He lives to play another week. He does. And you get a bye week before Florida. I don't know if that's good or bad because I think the score is going to be the same. So I guess it's bad. I mean... I feel like at this point Tennessee just needs to play because I think on Saturday they got a little better, but I don't think a like a open date does anything for you. No, not at all. Not, if not, anything else, it just gets more people hurt or more people are out due to contact tracing or the <laughs> virus. So, I mean, what we've seen from Tennessee on their bye weeks, it's definitely not going to get better. No, um, there wasn't much change going into the Alabama game after coming off of a bye week. Uh, right, we've, we've talked about it and we're going to talk about it some more this episode. It's, it's time to ride with Harrison Bailey. Um, you know, he gives you just as much as Jarrett Garantano at this point. It's just um, something different. Yeah. And if he, if he gave you a significant, significantly less 
than Jared Garantano. We might not be having this conversation. But he gives you just as much, and he's a true freshman. This year doesn't matter for him in terms of eligibility. Uh, if, if you were wanting, wanting to preserve a red shirt. Now he's gotten a couple snaps under your belt, so you can't go the whole, we don't want to just throw him out there in a danger kind of attitude. Can't do that. That's gone. That excuse is out the window. Um, JG's shown many, many times he is inept to be the leader of this football team. It's time to move on. Somebody pointed it out. How many guys went and celebrated with him after his touchdown? I believe the answer is one before he got to the sideline. What about when he threw the pick and the guy's running? He's about he's a little bit in front of him, and he just turns toward the sideline and just goes back to the sideline. Brandon Johnson and Princeton Fant were the only two that I saw really running for him. And, buddy, there's only a couple quarterbacks that have earned their right to go. It's a business decision. I'm not running down that pick six. Those guys play at the next level, and even those guys have earned that right at that level to, to not run down a pick six. And even then, you're going to be a little agitated when it happens. But um, it's a short list of guys who have earned the right not to chase down their pick six. Yep. So it, it's unacceptable. I'm just glad um, we have a short leash with every other quarterback we and, put in there. But Right. And, and listen, I'm not saying the, fan, the players uh, are 100% on board with the fans, but if the fans are seeing these things and thinking these things, there's guys on that team that are seeing it and thinking it. Oh, yeah. So it's it's leaking into your locker room, and it's your fault at this point. It's your fault. Uh, we are going to talk about the Auburn loss, all about the Auburn loss, unfortunately. <laughs> um, we'll talk a little bit about the QB situation. It's a it's a question from uh, from spring spring ball to fall camp to week one, and and here we are in week I don't know what you call it in college football, but Tennessee going into uh, game eight here, eight yeah, yeah, and it's still a question. That's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. And you probably for sure have, the way we're playing right now, you have two more losses. And there's no injuries that have caused that question mark either. No. No. And you can't blame COVID. Everybody's doing it. And there's nowhere near as many teams with question mark at quarterback. And I mean, if you want to look at a team that's figured it out at quarterback and you've seen how it's clicked for them and worked for them, Missouri's a great example. And I'm not saying Missouri's competitive, but them going out and finding in the Tennessee game, uh, going to forget how to pronounce it correctly, but I think it's Basilock. 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 Finding him as a secure quarterback uh, starter, yeah, it's helped him a lot. They've looked like, in, in certain games, looked like a decent football team. So they've gone from mediocre at best to decent. What would a mediocre at best Tennessee team go to? That, you know, maybe they're decent. Maybe you, maybe you play in that Florida game. Maybe you play better in that Kentucky game with a decent quarterback. Maybe you put yourself in a chance to beat Auburn. You never had that chance Saturday night, though. You, uh, I mean, all those teams that kind of were at the bottom of the SEC went out and at least tried a quarterback or went and got one. Right. You know, Vanderbilt, they're terrible, but they're playing a true freshman. They're like, hey, we're going to get ready for the future if nothing else. If nothing else, that needs to be the plan right now. Is preparing yeah. for the future. If Arkansas else. got Felipe Franks, you mentioned Basilac at Missouri. And, and if you're Jeremy Pruitt, I mean, I guess he just feels that secure in his job. I don't know. If that's a good thing. It seems like a bad thing if we're looking at it this way. But how do you not roll a guy out there and then you walk into the athletic director's office the day after the last game and go, "Look at what we have next year. Give me, give me more opportunities with this roster now." What are you going to say? Yeah. Well, we got a guy on that. We got look. We got Harrison Bailey. He's never played. We got Caden Salter coming in. Well, if I'm the idea, I look at you and go, what the F is the point? You don't play him. Yeah, it's like, show me something. Right. 
So if nothing else, you should be fighting for your job by playing someone else that gives you a chance to win. We're trying to help you, man. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I am rooting for him. I feel like when you, when when most of the time when people say it's time for him to go, it sounds like get rid of him. I think it's just time for him to be put on a put up or shut up watch. Yeah. Do it or don't get out like that. If you yeah, do it, it's great. Like you had that mentality coming in to right. to this program, and now this year you just stop that. And, and I can't understand you, you bring that up that mentality. He said it. Florida, Georgia, Alabama. Well, how do you not go and play the most competitive games of your life against those three teams? And you haven't outside of a you know one time. How do you and, lose? And even then, you lost by twenty two points. How do you lose by? Double digits, five straight games, the first time ever in Tennessee history. Yeah, it doesn't and, look like a lot of fight. Yeah, it doesn't look like a lot of fight. Good news is Tennessee picked up a, uh, a recommitment, I guess, from a, from a running back. We, we've talked about him committing. We've talked about him decommitting. It's a – it's not a – we'll talk about it more. It's not a huge pickup, good pickup, you know, decent pickup. Yeah, sure. Uh, what he can bring to this team, we'll, we'll certainly talk about that. Basketball looks like it is going to be out for this week kind of pending going forward what it could do. We'll talk about those games that could affect, should affect, will affect. Uh, we'll also talk about college football recap. Taylor Mitchell, 6-0 and on his locks that I've given you all. I'm not saying play him, but play him, okay? <laughs> then we're going to talk about some high school football. We have to because the keys are still fighting, baby. They are. First time in Southwell history. Second. But they'll have a team. Going to, oh, yeah, second. Sorry, semifinals. Someone posted on Facebook it was the first. That's clearly wrong. You're right. Uh, it wasn't even, what, three years ago? Yeah, something like that. 14, 15. No, Lauren, that. No, it was uh, 15. newer than that. 15? 16. Maybe 16. 16. I think yeah. they went 0 and 10 and 15. Um, going to the semifinals. <laughs> and uh, so, very exciting. And then, obviously, some other teams from East Tennessee are still fighting for their chance to go to whew, Tennessee Tech. <laughs> it doesn't like, that doesn't sound good. They need to find a new location for that. Just yeah. because of that, right there. They try to use Cookville because they don't really want to say Tennessee Even Tech. Even Cookville. I didn't want to say Cookville. It <laughs> sound dirtier. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> Uh, and then we'll answer some of y'all's questions. They still have that same turf. Yep, from when they, I assume when they first installed it in 2001 or whatever. <laughs> That's so bad. If you have any questions, drop them in the chat. I'm on Twitter. Landon's on Facebook. Uh, make sure you get those in. We, we do have a few that we'll get to already. If you don't have them, don't worry. Drop them in here. Tweet at us. Whatever you need to do, we'll, we'll get it. We'll answer them. If we don't answer them right away, hang with us. We'll we'll get to them. we got a special spot for them in the show. And then we've got our most important and fail of the week. Go check out our sponsors. Do, Do it. it. Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. You just got a little bit of time um, to get on with Blue Water Climate Control. They're giving away 40 free furnaces in the month of October and November. November's closing in on the end, so you got to get that while you can. Um, go visit all those guys. Um, they do a great job of making this show possible. Let's get to it. Let's do it. Auburn. Let's talk about the Auburn loss. Of an did I say we should just play that song? You did. I didn't have it queued up. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We wouldn't have even gotten kicked off YouTube tonight, too. So. It just makes me cry. So It's a sad song. It it, it's definitely a sad song um, for a very sad moment. Because Auburn's just not a great football team. And I'm not saying they're terrible, bottom feeder, Tennessee should have beat them. But you had a chance this week. You weren't playing Florida. You weren't playing A&M. You weren't playing Alabama. You weren't playing Georgia. You legitimately had a shot to win it. I you beat them in every statistical category. Tennessee looked like the better team. And if you look on paper, they're like, oh, yeah, Tennessee probably won that game. But you look at the score and you're like, how did they only score 17 points? 
464 yards of total offense, 222 yards on the ground. I think Eric Gray, how many did he? He had 173 rushing yards, 49 receiving yards. How do you? He was he ran for eight yards per carry. How do you know? How do you score 17 points? Well, you abandoned the rushing game at one point in the red zone, so there's seven points off the board for the and what you mentioned in the running game. Yep. So there's that. It's it's 13 10. I I think one of the plays in this game that bothered me the most, yes, the interception. But I think one – and it probably wouldn't have scored anyway, but the fact that you're a fifth-year senior and making this kind of decision, taking a sack to end the half. Yes. That's – that's. yeah, you're right. Probably doesn't score, but it's the taking the sack part. You stepped up in the pocket. You did a pretty good job evading pressure. Well, you where's that pressure coming from now? It's not in front of you. It's behind you because you, you just stepped up to evade him. How long can they block those guys realistically? I mean, you got to know that's coming. So, like you said, it's not like the offensive line didn't do a decent job. Yeah. Also, let's know we give the offensive line. We as fans, we as this podcast, have given the offensive line a lot of troubles this year. They effectively allowed their running back to run for 170 yards this week. Dominated the line of scrimmage. You can't tell me it's their fault in pass protection. JG had a freaking rushing touchdown. Get out of here. Like, it's, they, they did their job well. They've done their job well at times in pass protection. Now, our running backs have to get better at pass protection. That's one thing. They do. But, they, they've only given up a handful of those sacks. Mm -hmm. Not even a handful. And it's 13-10. We're driving. We kind of have the momentum. Drive the field. And on second, and I think seven. You force a throw in an RPO? An RPO. So I'm like, I'm just like, dude, like, you're a fifth year senior. You know you have to live to play another down. Yeah. If that it's not there, hit freaking John Hancock in the freaking stands. Yeah, it, it, we, we just had a comment. This is a team loss. JG, defense gave up that TD on blown coverage, special team missed field goals. I don't, you know, I don't disagree with that. This is a team loss, but you're being highlighted. You know, you know what? Here's one thing. I'll say this. If Pruitt says that statement right there that you just said, Chris, I think it's Chris, everyone's A-OK. But instead of going, guys, this is a team loss, JG threw that pick six, you know. He fought, he did say it was inexcusable on Monday, but on Saturday he did not. No, he didn't. And he, he goes on to say he didn't miss the field goals, he didn't have the blown coverage. If he says that statement right there, Chris, I don't have a problem with it because he's right. He's yeah. absolutely right. But you got to mention that your fifth-year senior made a mistake that allowed your team to lose that ball game. Yeah, you would you would have been tied, or you would have been up seventeen thirteen, and instead you're down twenty to ten. Yeah. So if he makes that statement, Chris, yeah, hundred percent, we're good with it. He's right. But that wasn't the statement said on on Saturday night, and, and what you say means something. And all it told me is that JG. He he's he's going to be allowed to make more mistakes than everybody else, and it'd be different if he won if he won Tennessee a lot of ball games. He's won Tennessee a very very small amount of ball games compared to what he's won here, and he's only won what twelve games as a well, starter. Well, and, and Pruitt mentioned today that it's it's not the effort, it's the mistakes, it's the the costly mistakes, yeah, which have been mostly due to the quarterback. 
the quarterback that you keep rolling out there every single Saturday. So I have to question your competitiveness. I have to question yeah. whether or not you want to win. Right. It, I mean, I, I get it's probably hard to look at twenty hours of practice. And if he really it if he really is practicing the way you say he is, I'm sure it's hard. But you've seen this isn't game one or two with him or game three with him. It's mm-hmm. not like it'll click with him eventually. He's getting in practice. You have the answer to your equation. Like it's not all right, let's still try to figure this out. Oh my bad. No, you're good. You've got you've got plenty of evidence to support you. It doesn't need to be about practice anymore. In in terms of f- completely. It, it's about more than that. Are we on to the more on to the QB situation or are we still talking Auburn? Uh, I'm so I, I thought JG <laughs> I thought he played pretty well in the first half. Yeah, he had a rushing too. touchdown. He didn't make, you know, a, a ton of mistakes. He, he made some good throws. He got Velas Jones. I thought our offense looked a lot better. We did a lot more motions, got people involved that we haven't gotten involved um, in the past couple games. I, I thought we looked like a team who should have beat Kentucky, a team that should have beat Arkansas, yep. a team that shouldn't have just got blown out in the second half by Georgia. Right. But then it, it seemed like JG was just like, it, it's like running downhill when you get running too fast, and then you just like tumble and, and just roll down the rest of the hill. That's what it was. He, he was just – He's like, oh, man, I'm playing too good. I have to do something to ruin this. And he it, did. Yeah, I, I mean, certainly. And and I think some of that you mentioned in the first half, how uh, how much better the play calling was. The, the offense just in general looked better. Um, I want to go back to uh, a stat that uh, Austin Burledge threw out. That's Power T-Tape on Twitter. Um, he had in the first half, let's see here, first half, Tennessee used motion for 46.2% of their plays. In the second half, just 25%. And then when Harrison Bailey was in the game, 0%. So, I mean, yeah, I think the first half play calling altogether was much, much better. Thought JG played better in the first half. Thought the team looked better in the first half. Thank you for the assist again, Power T-Tape. Always appreciate your analysis and breakdowns of the game. Um, I don't get what Jim Chaney, what, what Jeremy Pruitt is trying to do with this offense. I don't think... Not that I think JG should be the starter. I don't. But I don't think they're necessarily setting him up for great success either. Clearly. I mean, you act like you don't trust him against Arkansas, but now you're running motions and RPOs. and um, Against a much better defense. Yeah. Much more talented, I should say. Okay. Maybe when you go total how they're playing, Arkansas is better. But talented defense. Yeah. You've got more talent out there. I just... I don't know. I just don't like it, it just seems like the root of the problem is the quarterback, but we're not doing anything to fix that. Right. You know, you might be playing uh, you know, some guys are hurt. You you pl- you started Warren Burrell, who played good this week. You know, you're playing some different guys in the secondary, you know, Sean Schamberger's not in there. You, you, it looks like you're trying to do something different for some spots that you need more depth, more consistency at, except the most important position in all of sports. Yeah. And and you, you mentioned it as the root of the problem. The, the problem with that, or like the issue with quarterback being your biggest issue, is that it's, it's the most important position on a football field for a reason. Its mistakes are highlighted so much more mm-hmm. than any other position. Well, we've given up five defensive touchdowns in the past five games. It's not like that. I, I know JG's throwing more touchdowns the other direction than... He has 
yeah. towards Tennessee's end zone. I do know that. And I think Peru is trying to point out some like good things he did. And, and like I said, I thought he played pretty good in the first half. But he, he said he had some explosive plays in the in the passing game. No, we, we had two over twenty yards. Yeah, and One, neither were touchdowns. And neither were because JG just made a heck of a throw. Valus Jones ran for most of that. I think it was, it was like five drag. yards. It was a yeah. Drag, yeah, yeah. And and then Eric Gray was a wheel route. Yeah. See, so yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I just don't. It, it just seems like an easy, not an easy fix. But something like it's easy to try something different when something's not working, right? And, and again, whatever. I, I don't agree with the statement, but if you want to go, well, you know, Harrison wasn't ready early on in the season. Well, he's played. He's got. I mean, he's gotten snaps now. And yeah, they haven't been meaningful, but that would defeat the purpose of what Jeremy Pruitt said earlier in the season of he's not ready for those meaningful snaps. Well, he's played now. So yep. you can't hide behind that anymore. He needs to be playing. And my he take needs to be starting. Right. And and I hate that he has to start against Florida as his first start, but he needs to start against Florida. Yeah. You're going to have to play him sometime. Right. I think my main takeaway from this game is just Air Gray is by far Tennessee's best player. Yeah. And if you have a running back that can run for 173 yards and average 8 yards per carry – you don't need a quarterback to win you football games. You need a quarterback to not make costly mistakes, to be comfortable in the pocket, not take sacks, give what the defense gives them. And I feel like that's all Harrison Bailey is. Yeah. Right now, well, that's right now, all. That's, think, and that's all we need him to be. And I think he can be a lot more, too. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Eric Gray being the best player, but the, what sucks is there's a ton more talent out there that you're not utilizing. You're not giving – Jalen Hyatt, the deep threat looks. You're not giving Josh Palmer the deep threat looks. You're not giving Valus Jones Jr. enough looks. You finally gave him his most touches in a game on Saturday, and that was five. Yeah, I agree. You and finally, that's half of his touches for the season. We finally got to see some of those freshman receivers. Yeah, and I just don't think you're utilizing enough talent. I think you could have um, – you, you started using Todd Chandler to kind of take some weight off of Eric Gray there, and look how much better he played. Yeah, Yeah, I thought he played really well. There just feels a lot wrong with this team, and I feel like it's the be- I feel like it's the beginning of the end. I think was still the the issue with the assistants not taking the pay cut, and now it's people are drawing lines in the sand, including mm-hmm. the coaching staff. That's very clear. Yep, and um, <coughs> those will not be crossed easily. Now it feels like if he wins, it's out of spite. Dude, we are terrible in the second half. Yeah. I don't know what goes on in the locker room in there. In the last five games. Whatever it's, God it's, they're praying to, pick a different one for now. How's it 108 to 14? How does that even happen? You have to try. I feel like you really have to try to not score. And you got to remember, Arkansas is in there and Kentucky is in there. Yeah. In the stat you just mentioned. Yeah. And... Vanderbilt will soon be in it. <laughs> and seven points was against Alabama, and they were done by that point. Right. Right. We had a question that's, I guess, similar to Tennessee's QB situation. It was from Matt Rimmer. That's why I asked if we were on to the QB, QB sitch. He said, let's hear your JT Daniels take. Um, looked like he said, UGA's QB, UGA's QB situation has been as bad as the Vols. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think Georgia needs to move on to JT Daniels. Um I thought he was the most – when Jamie Newman said – even when Jamie Newman was there, I kind of thought JT Daniels would, had a really good chance to win that. 
and I don't, I don't know if the injuries had anything to do with that, but like, I thought he was a lot better than Stetson Bennett. Right, and, and I guess it's hard to. I don't pay attention to Georgia as much as Tennessee, so it's harder. But they seem like they're in a situation where they're a decent quarterback away from being a much better football team. So I think, I think for Georgia, it'd be it, it's ready to move on. Yeah, I, I think it's college football is kind of forming into a more offensive friendly league. Yeah. And and so them just focusing all their attention on defense and and just running the football, I think it's kind of getting to where it's passing them up. I think they have a lot of talent, and that's probably well, why they win a lot of games. But I think they'd be a lot more successful if they had like an opened up their offense. It would be far different their offensive style because they have the, they have a stable of running backs. If they had a quarterback that was a deep threat, but they don't have that. No. With that, with, I mean, currently, I don't, I don't, and I think JT Daniels could be more of that. Um, injuries, injuries could be part of it. Maybe why it's not him, but uh, Stetson Bennett's definitely not a deep threat. No, nope. definitely not. Uh, they do have some receivers too that can be deep threats. So yeah, it, it is a little little similar. Still a better football team than Tennessee, but similar to the Tennessee situation. Um, okay, anything else you want to mention about this Auburn game before we talk about how moving forward with? I do. I do want to spend some time on the defense just a, a little bit. I, I thought they played good enough to win. They only gave up twenty three points. One was one touchdown was on busted coverage. You can't have that. I think that's Jalen McCullough's second one, so that's just inexcusable. Um, but I, I thought they played good enough to win. Kevon Bennett had two big sacks, and they they got a turnover in the end zone. So I mean, they I thought they played good enough to win. It just yeah, you can't have a busted coverage. But when you only give up twenty three points, you, you have usually to leave that game feeling pretty good, right? Yeah, but, I mean, not with our offense, no. And, oh, and they did a good job of containing. You can't have two missed field goals. You can't do that. No. The defense did a pretty good job of containing Bo Nix as far as containing him goes. I mean, he I he, think, got, he escaped the pocket a couple times, but he didn't absolutely kill you. In the in the second half, they kind of struggled a little bit with that. I think they were six for eight on third downs. Yeah. Oh. In the second half. Third downs are pitiful. Yeah, we're bad on third downs. Third downs are pitiful. And it, it's like that. I think Prue mentioned it's like the third and seven, third and five is where they they just give up. And I think a lot of that is because they don't have a lot of pressure up front. Right. It, when you can't, when you can't for and it's you know you force Bo Nix out of the pocket a lot, mm-hmm. but it's not done there with a quarterback like that. Right. So you got to be better. Yeah. You got to be better at getting him getting him after he gets out of the pocket. So. But we beat them in every statistical that Penalties, didn't lose a turnover batter, battle, time possession, offense. I mean, it was, it was bad. And he scored 17 points. And seven of that, I want to say uh, Harrison Bailey's in the game. So, <laughs> there's that. Yep. It's uh, time to move on. It's Yeah. I mean, at what point is... I mean, I know Former has COVID right now, but at what point is he just like <laughs> he can still meet with him uh, virtually? Is it, he's just like, dude, it's it's not it's not working, right? He's he's just not it. I mean, I feel like we're I we I feel like Tennessee should be at that point now. Again, I I, I my hope with Jeremy Pruitt, I said this last year. I think I think he has Tennessee at the right spot 
you know, a much better spot than it was when he took it over. Right. But you can't let him get back to that hole before you fire him. Mm-hmm. You can't say, okay, he's got it better than it was in 2017, <clears throat> the roster. But, you know, so let's let, keep giving him a chance because before you know it, that roster could be just right back there. Yeah, because, I mean... Because it, it's, it's not there. It's still not good depth-wise. No, see, I mean, if you, you could lose a year of these guys that you're... You could be getting playing time. You, you lose that year because you just didn't get them ready, didn't get them prepared, didn't get them any meaningful reps. Right. And so they're not really prepared. And then you lose a whole freaking recruiting class because your whole coaching staff is gone. I mean, that's two years that you just kind of wasted. Yeah. And that's that's exactly what happened with Blitz Jones. Right. So I, I hope Fulmer's able to cut the ties before before it gets back there. That's my hope. Yep. That's my hope. Start Harrison Bailey. It's that simple. Start Harrison Bailey. And I, I was kind of a – I kind of thought it made all the sense in the world. I know the Vanderbilt game is canceled now, but I thought it made a lot of sense to play him against Vanderbilt. I yeah. Mean, I, I feel like he's he's good enough where you shouldn't win, you shouldn't lose that football game. Right, and maybe in another year, if Tennessee was maybe maybe last year, where Tennessee was playing better in the back half of the season, you still probably wanted to see a different quarterback, but they were they were playing better. Mm-hmm. Um, Mount feel different, but you're playing Florida. You're not going to win with JG. That has been proven time and time again. If you would like me to pull out the the record books from the last couple of years, I I can and show that to you. Uh, you're not going to win with him. Start Harrison Bailey. Start Harrison Bailey. Yeah, I mean, you're you're gonna lose two more games anyway. So, you gonna get ready for next year? Or you're just gonna continue. It's, and, I, and what's if he's not gonna be here next year? Then why is he? He shouldn't have played the last three games. Yeah, I mean this. I don't want. I don't even necessarily like the term of like get ready for next year because I'm like you should be fighting for this year, but you should be fighting for your job right now. This is an unacceptable season. Yeah, and I don't think you're gonna win over somebody with your going. Hey, look at this year. So you better, like I said early on in the show, you better have something where you can go look what's happened. Like look what we're gonna do next year, and you don't have that right now. You could with Harrison Bailey, but you don't have that right now. And I do want to re- reiterate something. I- I've seen this out there of people saying, "I hope we lose to Vanderbilt." Oh, hell no. God, I, hope, I would. Could you imagine being such a horrible fan that you're just like, "Yeah, let's lose to Vanderbilt. Oh, That'd be fun." I really would. I'd rather have Derek Dooley as my coach and win win every game. I mean, and I, yeah, no, I'd rather have. Yeah, no, that's easy. It's just like I'm I'm here like questioning Jeremy Pruitt and the staff's willingness to win. <laughs> I'm not gonna wish to lose. No, I, I don't wanna win. Yeah. No, I I, I don't like, care who it is. I don't care if we're playing freaking a middle school team. <laughs> I wanna win. I like I said, I really, really hope Jeremy Pruitt turns it around, figures it out, whatever it is. Really, really hope that's the case. Doubt it, hope so. Yeah. Hope he wins every game from here on out. I don't care if he knows what asparagus is or not. Just go win ball games. Go win ball games. What if JJ comes back next year? 
I want to talk about that. I don't. Do we have to? There's never going to be a bigger Caden Salter, Harrison Bailey fan than than me. Right. Hey, can we talk about this Tennessee game getting canceled? So, because it's not on the original schedule, let's talk about it right now. Okay. The Tennessee game got postponed because Vanderbilt's got to make up their game with Missouri. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they thought that was going to be a better game than the Tennessee Vanderbilt game. I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. I guess we're going to play that well, on the 19th. Yeah, I mean, I guess Missouri and Vanderbilt both, or one of them has another game to make up. I think Missouri, did Missouri and Georgia get postponed? Is that what it was? So maybe they'll have to make it up a different week. So they had to do this to the schedule. So the schedule is, I believe, Florida, Vanderbilt, A&M. Okay. So I believe. A&M's the 19th. I believe that's what I saw before we got started. Um, so it had to do with just positioning certain teams in different dates to figure to work it out. To make sure every team played the 10 games. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like Georgia's scheduled to play. Oh, that's next weekend. Yeah, the game with their Georgia-Missouri game had already been postponed. So Missouri already had at least one game. They had Did they have two games? Oh, yeah. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt-Missouri were already postponed. And then they got Arkansas postponed now because of Arkansas with COVID. Um, so, uh, Douglas said we wouldn't have been rescheduled if we were six and two. Maybe not. I agree with that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Because the SEC with I, I probably agree, but Arkansas is a better team than us right now. Better coached anyway. Yeah, hundred percent better coached. They beat us. <laughs> Yeah, and they're yeah, hundred percent better coach though. I know I can agree with that. They scored twenty four in the third quarter. Yeah, and that's another thing. Everybody's like, I mean, who would have thought Jeremy Pruitt, a defensive coordinator, would have been a good head coach? Sam Pittman's never even been a coordinator. Yeah, <laughs> so it's not that. It has nothing to do with that. No, he's just not working out right now. The Rams just scored. Who scored? I don't know. I'm hoping it was Cooper Cup. Nope. Robert Woods. God. So I'm hoping it was. Oh. It wasn't. It was Robert. It was. Let's go. It was Robert Woods. We're going for a big parlay tonight, boys. God, that sucks. Big parlay. Cooper Cup had five receptions. <laughs> On one drop. God. Uh, maybe two drops. Oh, All right. So, yeah. So I think the schedule. I'm going to see if I can find it. If anybody knows if I'm right, I believe it is. It will go now. Florida. By week. Florida. Vanderbilt and A&M on the 19th. So, that'll be the schedule for now. Oh, God. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun one. And then basketball. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. Tennessee basketball will not be playing games this weekend. Like originally scheduled. And Lady Vols are not playing Friday for sure now. So our first game is going to be against Gonzaga, number one. I guess so. If that's play, I mean, yeah, I mean that. No, is. that's because how many week, how many days? That's a week out. There's no way, right? I'm pretty sure because we're going to play Charlotte and then VCU on Friday. I'm saying that's a week out. There's no way they play. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. We got a good question here. Do coordinators make worse head coaches in general because they're too bought in to? Two bought in on one side. I think nowadays you have to have an offensive guy. 
I think the way college football is, you have to have somebody who has an offensive background. You have to score points. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think if it's a defensive guy like Jeremy Pruitt is, you have to hand the reins over to the offensive guy. And you have to have a good offensive guy. Right. Right. Um, I, you know, I think coordinators, I mean, obviously coordinators typically pan out more, I feel like. Yeah, I feel but, like because it, it's like an easier. Right. Usually don't go from a wide receivers coach to a head coach. Right. But I definitely think there is something to a lot of these guys who make that coordinator jump that they've decided how it's going to be for a long time. And so, and they they haven't they haven't had the opportunity to experiment because they've never been the the main what is it the the head guy in charge, <laughs> and um, so they had they have this in their head of how it's going to work out, and when they make that jump, they've never had a chance to experiment. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. In this case, doesn't look like it's working out. <laughs> so Tennessee's game with Gonzaga is December second. I mean, that's a little over a week away. And it's still saying scheduled, but how does that happen? I mean, I'm not an expert in COVID protocols, but. Yeah, with Rick Barnes testing positive, I mean, he probably won't be the coach. Right. A virtual coach. I'd love it. Do it. You just it. have Kim English running around with a uh, a tablet of, of Rick Barnes? Yeah, so I don't understand that, at least as far as being able to talk to your team like pre and halftime, pregame and halftime, um, is. Uh, I don't understand why they don't allow that. I get why, like, being on the court, sure, whatever. But what's the difference in them being there? And with all the technology you have, I mean, it's not like they're going to get an edge by doing that. If they did, every guy would coach from home. What so about just, Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, just come to the COVID sidelines. <laughs> um, how do people's views change if you beat Florida? I, I, I mean, think everybody's right back in there. How are you not? I mean, in the first half, when we were up 10 to nothing, everybody was like, okay, you know, I like this. Yep. They sucked us back in. I mean, that was exactly. our mistake for getting sucked back in. I told in. you, I'm a sucker. But we do it. <laughs> uh, then we also got, is the only defensive guy that has one big Saban? No. but Well, I mean, Saban's in his own class. Right. But no. Um, I can't think of guys off the top of my head, but I, I can try. Or I can look some, some guys up. I mean, Coach O is a... Uh, yeah, he was... A, but I mean... Is, does he fit into that win big? I mean, he won a national championship. Is he right. elite? Yeah, he's probably is, not is elite. Is he elite? <laughs> he's he the Joe, nas- he's he won, a Joe Flacco. <laughs> he won a national championship. Uh, then we've got, there are a lot of guys who are head coaches at three levels before they make it to the Power, power Five. Yeah, but they were probably an OC at that first level they started at. Mm-hmm. So, or a DC, whatever. Um, but yeah, they some guys are just life, life head coaches too. That's just who they are. Uh, then we also had someone that went away. I believe the question was, um, or not a question, statement. Micromanaging ended Butch's career here and tenure here, and it may improve it. Yeah, I've said that for as long as we talked about this show. It Butch Jones had three different offensive coordinators, and the offense did not change a single look they had from the first week he stepped onto campus. Yep. Pruitt's offense looks the same as it did with Tossin Elton. And we all knew it was micromanaging when he hired Larry Scott instead of Zach. That too. And then the defense looked very similar even when you brought in Bob Shoot. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it changed, but it was the same thing. Right. So, we yeah, it's, a, it's absolutely micromanaging. A swimming coach. Absolutely. Is that right? From Indiana? Yeah. Um, that was, uh, can't remember his name now. Oh my gosh. Why'd you do that to me? 
me. He he monitored the. <laughs> it, it's worse. He wasn't even a coach. He was like the facilitator of the intramural programs at Michigan, I think, before he came here. Who what? Who was the offense? Mike Mike DeBoard. Mike DeBoard. That's right. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone mentioned Kim English when we were talking about Rick Barnes being out. Yeah, I mean, it could be Schwartz. I, I think it'd be Schwartz. He's been here longer. It could be English. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. So, my, my kind of question, my thought on this is when I, I saw this, I was like, what if this is kind of a tryout for Kim English to see if if he's the guy that takes over after Rick Barnes? Uh, it, it's certainly possible. Um just something to talk about. I you guess. brought a young—I mean, you brought a young guy like that in that was had a seemed like his career was all all, all the way on the way up. Like there was no seemed like he was going to be elevated pretty fast. So uh, I don't know who that. I mean, I I kind of thought Lanier didn't say that right. Him Lanier Lanier was going to be the coach in waiting because just because you have an older coach at Tennessee, kind of thought that might happen. But uh, that is obviously not case with him not being at Tennessee anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I like Kim, the little bit I've heard and uh, from and about Kim English, so be interesting to see. He can obviously recruit. <laughs> yeah. The recruiting has drastically changed since he's been on campus. Right. So, yep. Uh, Matt, Matt Rimmer's talking about how Jim, I mean, yeah, it's Jim Cheney's doesn't look the same as he did at Georgia the first time at Tennessee. It's, uh, man, it's I think it's Pruitt micromanaging. It's the it's head coaches that want to micromanage. Like I said, he had he has this. He's been a defensive coordinator since he was at Hoover High School, and since then, like every assistant coach, he has this roadmap of how he would do it if he's a head coach. Sometimes it doesn't work out, and sometimes it does. He's getting to experiment now with his roadmap, and it's not working out. Yeah, I mean, he was kind of given all the money resources. And everything he kind of wanted, and it just... Oh, absolutely. I, and it's just not... So, this is a question. You can find the exact wording of it. You probably have it. About Tennessee being an elite program. Because if we're going to have to sit here and accept it, Tennessee is not an elite program anymore. But, is there anywhere else you'd want to be a head coach at your first go-around than Tennessee? Somewhere a place that's desperate to win with all the money and resources in the world? Yep. It seems like an easy, you know, it's definitely going to be challenging, but it's, you have the resources to build something quick. Right. And no one's, and a lot of people want to act like Tennessee's expectations to win, like the fans and administration is too high. Look at last year. Everyone was very happy with Jeremy Pruitt coming into this year. If you beat Kentucky, which is not out of the question, Vanderbilt, and then pick up one more win, you're fine going into year four. Yeah. You're fine. I promise you. They might be pissed off about the Georgia meltdown, about how you played against Alabama, but you're not. You're not getting calls for him to and, get and fired. And no, no one thought you were going to win those games. Right. So that's, that's what I'm saying. The pressure's not. A lot of people in the uh, national media want to act like Tennessee fans have unrealistic expectations for this program. They. Every, just about every Tennessee fan I talk to and see has very realistic expectations of where this team should be. Yeah, we expected them to compete with those teams. Right. Because of what you saw last year, you beat everybody you should have beat. Yeah. Now it's time to take that You're, next step and compete with the teams you, you, you 
you haven't beaten in the last what, 10 years. Overall, mm-hmm. your roster's gotten better. Yep. You lost a couple guys, but overall, your roster's gotten better. If you didn't play the freshman quarterback, you had a fifth-year senior leading your team. There were not unrealistic expectations. Or you had two other guys who play, who had meaningful snaps last season. Yeah, there were not unrealistic expectations put on this football program. No, there were not. There were not. Now you got handed the keys to a freaking. So I do have I a, a question, kind of about that. Christopher Nichols always has questions for us. Love the questions. Um, he says, looking back at the past thirty years of Tennessee Vols football. 1990 to 2019, we are averaging eight wins and four losses. I know fans think that the Vols can win another championship or even contend for the East, but are our expectations for the Vols just too high? I, was that the question you were referring to? Yeah, and that's where I am in agreement with, with Chris in terms of there shouldn't be an expectation of this elite program right now because right. it's just not that. Right. Tennessee fans expected to get back there because, like I said, you have all the money and resources, and then you do have that historic program where there's just people do expect them to win eventually. And that's why you have that right. those kind of resources. Right. So, but I don't think the I don't think there's unre- unrealistic expectations put on this team year to year like the national media want to pretend that there are. Yeah, no one thought Tennessee was going to win. The- Win the East this year. They thought they'd have a chance, but they also they also thought Georgia, you know. But they thought you were going to have to upset two teams to do it, right? Yeah, and it would probably take a couple teams. You know, that team would have to beat that team. That it would mm-hmm. take a lot, a lot of figuring out on paper, not just right. doing it, right? And it wasn't like they should. It was. It's possible you have this chance to go compete, beat the teams you're supposed to beat, go compete with those teams, put yourself in a chance to win that ball game. You could be talking about winning the East that night. That kind of deal. It wasn't this unrealistic expectation. I don't think Tennessee fans have that. I think Tennessee fans put a, forth a very real expectation for Pruitt. The the floor at five and five, the ceiling. At, I think I think I heard most ceiling like seven and three. I think before you saw Florida play, some people were like, oh, I mean, maybe eight and two. But or before you saw Florida and A and M play, probably. Yeah. But this isn't. It, it wasn't do that or you're fired. <clears throat> it was you could do that. I, no I, one was talking about two and eight, three and seven, because I, it shouldn't be real. I do think we we are kind of cursed. Yeah, I mean, you look at the basketball program; they're supposed to be the best they've ever been, and COVID <laughs> happens, and then you get Auburn, who gets to sneak by a they get a postseason ban this year when they knew they weren't going to be good. Right, that's true. In, in a year where it's going to be an asterisk anyway, so I mean, they get to kind of. Skate by and be like, oh, yeah, we're doing this because, you know, it was just go ahead and, and put it past us. Yeah, but why, why didn't you do it two years ago? Right. When it you went to the Final Four. Yeah, how old is this FBI? That's why I had to text. It was 2017. Yeah, I had to text one of my friends from Auburn. I was like, is this tied to the FBI investigation? Like, what is going on? I was like, I assumed it was, but that was so long ago. I, yeah. No clue. But yeah, to be fair, Will Wade has still gone unpunished, so. Yeah, I mean, I I legit think Tennessee is cursed. Oh, my God. Mike Evans just scored a man touchdown. He did? Yes. I love it, baby. I don't have him on anything. Oh, did I pick him as a touchdown scorer? I might have. No, I picked Gronkowski. Stupid Caleb. That was a man touchdown, though. Good for Mike Evans. I have Mike Evans' jersey. You do? I forgot about that. Very random. Sorry, I definitely interrupted your Auburn basketball rant. 
How uh, how many yards was it? Oh, uh, nine yards. <coughs> oh. Yeah, he had to fight for it. Gotcha. He had to fight for it. Um, dude, I, I forgot I had this written down. When are we like? I want a quarterback that teams are afraid to play against. Yeah, no, that'd be definitely not. That'd, that'd be. Really I mean, nice. look what Gus Malzahn said before the game. He's a veteran. He's played a lot of ball. That's it. And then they come out after the game. And they're like, I mean, we know how he plays. He's slow and he stares, stares down stares at his target. Yeah. He's like, so I just baited him into it. First I mean, off, even if it's not true, like even if that was not their um, scouting report of him, the fact that he has so like so little respect for Jared Garantano that he comes out and says that in a press conference says all you need to know about what the SEC thinks of him. Yeah, I mean, like there's they have all the confidence in the world going against JG. Yeah, at least with Harrison Bailey, they're like, yeah, we don't really know what he is, but <laughs> but he's a five star, so he's got to be pretty good. At least it puts some doubt in their mind. With JG, they're like, oh, yeah, this dude sucks. <laughs> it's just like when you're going up against a team that a kid throws 50 miles an hour from the pitching mound, you're like, oh, yeah, this dude's throwing freaking cheddar. I'm about to <laughs> rip this one. Yeah, it's uh, – We're just giving them confidence. In the second half, we're just like, oh, yeah, he really is that bad. Right. Watch this. Right. Let's talk about Tyon Evans. Let's get out of it. Let's get into some good good, good news. Tyon Evans, back in the boat, baby. Back. So, from uh, Hutchinson Community College, um, he's a four-star for 247. Um, he's a three-star on the composite rankings. Number one Juco back in the country. Um, number two um, per 247's um, junior college player in the country. Recruited by Jay Graham and Joe Osvet. I think a guy that they just really like in this um, class, he did decommit um, about a month earlier. Wanted him back in. He, he he gets back in. I just think they need a different type of running back. Eric Gray has been great this year. Right. Um, wow. But they, they do need a, a guy that can pound it in, in between the tackles. And I, I think that only helps Eric Gray. I really do. Oh, no, for sure. Um, sure. So hopefully he's that kind of dynamic back that, that they want, and they have, they have three pretty good backs in this class with Cody Brown, um, Jalen Wright, and then Tyon Evans. So I, I think this should be a pretty good um, running back class. Five ten and a half, two hundred fifteen pounds. So pretty big kid. Yeah, good size. And we'll probably only get bigger in, in a call in a D one program. I believe he has three years of eligibility, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. So, so he is now. graduating, I think, in December, and he'll be here in, I guess, January. Good deal. Let's look at. I know South Carolina wanted him. I know he was talking about Missouri as well. Um. Yeah, UCF, Houston, Maryland, um, Oklahoma State. So yeah, got some pretty. Pretty decent offers. Um, like I said, the number two it, JUCO yeah. college player in the country. So, pretty good pickup. Yeah, no, it's – we it talked a, about it too. Position he, of need. When he committed, decommitted. I mean, good player. Uh, it's unfortunate when they lost him. Good to see that they got him back in this class. Yep. So, I don't think it's a class maker or breaker, but still good for the class. Good for the class. Uh, Tennessee basketball. Man, I was excited to preview them <laughs> today and then <laughs> – Doesn't matter. Uh, their game both well because Tennessee tested positive, 
their game with Charlotte and VCU. Both canceled this weekend. Lady Vols basketball. Florida A&M is canceled. Looks like they're going to cancel their whole season. Don't know if that's official yet. And then they do put take on Western Kentucky Saturday at 2 p.m. So there will be basketball in Thompson Bowling Arena this weekend. That's good. Mm. And they play ETSU on December 1st as well, while the men are scheduled, as of right now, to take on Gonzaga in the Jimmy V Classic in Indianapolis on December 2nd. That's a Wednesday night. That'll be fun. Hopefully. Be fun. Hopefully we get to play it. Yeah, we get the Jimmy V Classic. Don't get the Volunteer Classic, but we'll take the Jimmy V Classic. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, for one, am excited for Tennessee to win their first game over Gonzaga. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's going to be nuts because, like, you you know what this team looks like a little bit from last year, but it was mm-hmm. such a different team because you, you add in so much talent. Um, you know, not just the, the freshmen, Jaden Springer and Keon Johnson, but EJ Anasicki is a, a guy that they didn't have last year. Victor Bailey Jr., another guy. Um, and then you got Vescovi, who seems like he's been the most improved player so far. Right. Should be a good basketball team. Should be a fun basketball team to watch. Should be a deep basketball team. Got high hopes, but I just, I just want to play. Yeah, hopefully those hopes don't go away. It'd be nice. They may. We'll see. I'll be so upset. I'll be very sad. Because, I mean, Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer are done, probably. Correct. Well, at least one of them. God, I freaking hate being a Tennessee <laughs> fan. Being a Tennessee fan sucks. Uh, I love it. Keeps you on your toes. Keeps you awake at night. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm going to die earlier because of it. Probably. High blood pressure. If gambling doesn't do it to you first. That's true. You've got me hooked, man. You're welcome. <laughs> Trying to win you money. Win you $100, $45 this weekend. That's, that's I true. could have won you more if you played the locks, but. I need to just do that. I, I need to stop doing just parlays. Parlays will lose you money. You'll get that Wait. one big one, but when you go back and look, you're just going to be like, I won $5. Yeah, <laughs> I need to stop doing that. I just need to do locks. I'll do your locks this week. Just your do. locks. I, I went and looked today because I know this episode may come. The next episode may come later in the week. Um, but it's actually going to work out because with, there's going to be more cancellations or reschedules. So I'll have them out to you by Friday um, or Thursday, one or the other, and uh, get some locks in. Cool. Yeah, I, I got lucky, and I won't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not too big to admit I got lucky. Coastal Carolina backdoor cover there against App State. Shots. The shots, baby. I was going to say bet them this week. I think it's 16 and a half points. It is Texas State though. But you t- 16 and a half. That's one garbage time TD, and it's 14-point game. Good teams win, great teams cover. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Let's run through some of these games this week. Uh, first off, on Thursday night, I did win on the over. No, I won the under, I think, in this game. I can't remember. I won this game live betting. Tulsa and Tulane. Tulsa beats Tulane 30-24. I did have Tulsa money line before the game started, so that was nice. Alabama. 63, Kentucky, 3. Kentucky, what in the world? I thought they'd do a little bit better than that. (laughs) Not much, but a little bit. Just stomped. This one right here, I wanted to bet Landon wouldn't let me. Number 9, Indiana, 35. Number 3, Ohio State, 42. Indiana covers. Put themselves up there with a team that can at least run with Ohio State for now. See if they can kind of keep the ball rolling. 
Tom they Allen weren't covering there. at one point. Came all the way mm-hmm. back. They did. Uh, then you've got Florida, number six, Florida, 38. Vanderbilt, 17. Vanderbilt able to score more points than Tennessee probably will on Florida. Number seven, Cincinnati, 36. UCF, 33. Another great game of some uh, some non-power five teams that play, make some things interesting. Number eight, BYU, 66. North Alabama, 14. Number 17, Northwestern, with the upset over number 10, Wisconsin, Seven, only seven points. Thought they'd score at least twenty. Wisconsin. No, they they lost me a bet. Yep, a big parlay that they was. Lost I had a fourteen team parlay, and that was the only game I lost. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> number eleven, Oregon thirty-eight, UCLA thirty-five, number thirteen, Georgia thirty-one, Mississippi State twenty-four, number eighteen, Oklahoma forty-one, number fourteen, Oklahoma State thirteen. Whew. Number fifteen, Coastal Carolina thirty-four. App State, 23. Another good game of some good non-power fives. Number 17, Iowa State, 45. Kansas State, zero? What? The F. That's stupid. Was that not one of your locks? It wasn't a lock. It was oh, a freebie. Freebie. Okay. Said, I said it's not a lock. I made that very clear. I really did think Kansas State would cover. Iowa State got beat by Louisiana Lafayette this year. They did. Who did a Kansas State beat Oklahoma, but they also lost. To, I, they're bad. They lost to Arkansas State. Yeah, they're not great. I don't lie. You said not to bet Big Twelve. I should have listened to you. Yeah, screw the Big Twelve. Should have listened to you. Um, that was in a parlay. Didn't play by itself, so didn't lose. We're good. Didn't lose big. I should say. Don't the only like ones I'm winning are like ACC, SEC. A little bit easier to pick, I think. Some Pac-12. Some Big Ten games are easy, too. It's just hard, like, the over-under. Yeah. Because uh-huh. they, they do love power football up there. So, at times, they can score 45 points in a game, and at times, they're scoring freaking Most seven, of the time. like yeah. Wisconsin. Yep. Uh, then we've got number 20, USC 33. This is a lock. Utah, 17. Number 21, Liberty, 14. NC State, 15. Hugh Freeze offense got stumbled up this week. <laughs> they lost the lead in the coaching search. What was the uh, what was the final on that again? Fifteen to fourteen. They lost to NC State. Gross. I mean, they are Liberty. I was just mentioning how they only scored fourteen points, which is more than Tennessee would probably score in NC State. True. I will make that fair. <laughs> but they definitely wouldn't score it in the second half. Hundred uh, percent. Also in the ACC, you got Louisville thirty, Syracuse zero, Pitt forty-seven, Virginia Tech fourteen, Virginia oh, yeah, Virginia fifty-five, Abilene, Abilene Christian fifteen. That's it for the games in the ACC this week. In the SEC, did I mention them all? I did. Nope. LSU twenty-seven, Arkansas twenty-four. Come on, Sam Pittman. We should have beat Arkansas. <laughs> Uh, my favorite Big Ten game of the week, Michigan 48, Rutgers 42 in overtime. Shiano. Here's another lock for you. Iowa 41, Penn State 21. Penn State falls at 0-5 on the season. Oof. How many games are they playing? Seven? I can't remember. Who they got left? I think they had Wisconsin left on their schedule. 
Michigan, they have three left. Yep, seven games. Uh, or eight games, sorry. Michigan, Rutgers, and Michigan State. Mm, so all winnable games, but also all very, very losable games. Yeah, they might, they might win two games. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just scared to... Like, I want to bet against them, but I don't at the same time because I'm scared to, like, oh, we are... They are kind of talented. Right. But it was Iowa who's actually played pretty good this year, so yeah. felt comfortable this week. That was a lock. Illinois, 41. Nebraska, 23. Yikes. Oh, I think I lost that one, too. Those are the two games. Big 10, dude. <laughs> Big 10. God. You're going to have a rule where you don't bet Big 10, Big 12, Pac-12, SEC, ACC, so it'll effectively end your betting soon. Don't worry. Mm. That's a good don't point. Worry. Yeah, so you'll be good. You'll get out of it soon. <laughs> No, no fear. All it's right. Playoff time in Tennessee. It is. High school playoff. So, uh, I'll go through some games here in East Tennessee. So, you had Alcoa, uh, 49, Gatlinburg-Pittman, 13, as they move on to the semifinals. You had Cofield. Good on good on Gatlinburg-Pittman to score 13, 14 points, whatever you said. Yeah, 13. That, that was the only points that have been scored on Alcoa in the playoffs so far. In, what, five years? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, Cofield over Oliver Springs, 36 nothing. Elizabethan over Greenville, which is a pretty good game, 24-20. Um, then you have Maryville over Dobbins Bennett, 35-28. Mex County over South Green, 42-14. Oak Ridge upsets Knox West, 31-28. Red Bank over Loudon, 24-14. And South Dole with the upset over two-time defending state champion, Knox Central. Go Keys, baby. 21-14. Um, let's go over. So, like, these these are the semifinal matchups. Um, you have Cofield at South Pittsburgh, Fayetteville over Lake County in 1A, Meigs County at Trous- Trousdale County, Waverly at Peabody in 2A. In 3A, you have Alcoa at Red Bank, Pearl Cone at Milan, I think I'm saying that right. M I L. It's Mylan. Mylan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, I I didn't know that, and I was listening to a pre-playoff show, and I believe it's uh, Mylan. Okay. Believe. It's 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 not Milan. Yeah, I, was like, I know yeah, that. that doesn't look like I Milan. Always, but well, you know, you have Paris, Tennessee, which has an Eiffel Tower in it. Sure. So it's fair to assume it's Milan, but I, yeah, I heard it for the first time. I was pretty shocked. And then you have, uh, in 4A, you have Elizabethan at Nolansville, Lexington at Haywood. 5A, you have South Duel at Oak Ridge, some at Henry County. In 6A, you have Maryville at Oakland and Brentwood at Bartlett. And then in the private school, you have the state championship will be Lipscomb and CPA, um, University School of Jackson versus Davidson, and then Macaulay versus MUS. Nice. Do they they play at Tech too, right? Yes, I yeah. assume. Yeah, um, but I, I guess they have this week off. Just so weird how they, how they do that. But oh yeah, that is weird. I I assume they would have been playing this Friday or Thursday or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, that Maryville Oakland game is gonna be good. Yes, it will. As will the South Dole and Oak Ridge game. It will be good. Dude, I've been so excited. I've I've, I've randomly been like, dude, South Dole's playing in the semifinals. Let's get it. Let's get it. It's going to be tough. Oak Very Ridge, happy for South Doyle. 
Yeah, Oak Ridge has uh, some good players. Kendall Jackson has a Tennessee offer. Um, I think he's been injured some this this year. Has he? Um, but man, getting a win over West—that's huge. Oh yeah, Oak Ridge put themselves in a in a good good spot. Uh, Chris said West West Tennessee repre- West Tennessee teams represent. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, at least one East Tennessee team brings home the gold ball. Yeah, I want to say I'll for the first time ever. Might want to go ahead and just start getting. <laughs> I, I don't things. know why teams don't just. I do you think they just etched Alcoa's name in it before they even? Hand yeah, it out? it's Alco Alcoa Procon. I mean, that's yeah, that's what it's going to be. Right, right, right. All right, have we got any questions besides the ones we've already answered in the show? Oh, uh, we have one more. That's from Raging Iguana. It says if nice. Pruitt keeps his job, how many assistants get replaced during the off season? Two, no, two. Yeah, well, Brumball, three. Yeah, so probably three. I think it's friend. You're already going to have to replace one. I think it's friend, Winky, and Brumball. Yeah. I don't want to talk about another man's job, but. And I, we can trade if you want. I mean, if you don't get any better and Pruitt still has his job, I mean, you got to you gotta think maybe Jim Chaney might be gone too. I think it's possible, but I think Jim Chaney, he's got a lot of money on that contract. I hope he gives over more control if he's still here next year. Yeah, I mean that—that's the thing. Like how, I mean, we don't know how much control he, he actually has. And I think if he starts over with a different one, he's going to have even more control, right? Right. Okay. Because I mean, Jim Cheney's a guy that he's—he's he's done it long enough where you can't just tell him like, you're not like he's at least calling the. You plays. can't just power over him like you can like a Tyson Helton. Yeah. I would think he. I'd think he's at least calling the plays. Um, maybe some prep is, and the the style in which you play. Right. Um, Raging Iguana said, "Friend Winky and Niedemeyer. I think Niedemeyer, If you can recruit, I think Jeremy Pruitt's going to find you a place on the staff. Yeah, I don't think unless unless he has a job elsewhere. Could he change position groups? That is a good possibility. Yeah, you could see that. So. But I don't think he gets fired. Do you make is Chimp, Chip Long a assistant head coach or assistant coach next year? Sure, I don't know. Does that matter? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's. I feel like he's a good offensive mind. That right. You know, maybe he could coach quarterbacks. Maybe. Maybe. He's done it before. Or uh, just promoted from within, so. Maybe that's a name to kind of right. look out for. Right. Yeah, I'm with you on Niedemeyer. If it's, I mean, I'd say anything's possible, especially if Pruitt's bidding for his job. But I, I, I think, do know his contract is up, and I think T. Martin's is as well. So you can't not re-sign T. Martin after this year. Right. Whew. All right. Most important of the week. Most important. I have... Western Kentucky at Charlotte, kicking off Tuesday, December first at nine thirty a.m. Dude, I'm pumped. I love it, dude. That's like the the Saturday mornings at John Tarleton where the. Yeah. It's why I'm not having kids. I'm not getting. I'm not still, going to a game before nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah, it gets delayed because there's fog still on the field. It's gonna be <laughs> awesome. That will be awesome. Wake up on a Tuesday and just get. 
some live bets in. Wait, what day of the week is it? Tuesday. I didn't notice that. <laughs> it's on a Tuesday. Is it tomorrow? It's December second. Okay, next Tuesday. <laughs> that is that is exciting. That makes it more exciting. I will watch it actually. Yeah, I'll take that back. Um, mine is I don't even know who he is. I need to figure it out now. Number five for Northwestern. Somebody tweeted it. Um, he was just stealing towels. He ripped towels off like four Wisconsin players, just running behind them and taking them off. No clue what he was doing, but I'm behind it. I support it fully. Yeah. Their logos are probably facing out, and that's against the rules. Mm. So, got to get rid of those. Big towel guy. Big towel. He was out of towels, man. What do you, what did you want? You get him. Yeah, he, he thought it was capture the flag. I wonder what he does with them. He probably sells them. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would. Would anybody buy a game-worn Wisconsin towel? <laughs> would anybody wear a... Buy a game worn yes. Tennessee towel. Unfortunately, that would go for a lot of money. A lot. Because <laughs> you could say, like, oh, uh, Henry Toto had this towel. He wiped his face after he caught an interception against South Carolina. You don't have to say that. They just do it. <laughs> well, I'm saying you could sell, you could, you could upsell it if you want to. <laughs> you got any more most importance? Uh, I got one more. You got any more? I don't. No. We're going back to South Oil. Back it up to her. Terriana Griffin. 54 points. Nine rebounds and nine steals. Dang. To accompany her 54 points against Carter on Thursday high school and Thursday night. Somebody check her MJ shoes. <laughs> she get them off of freaking She's smooth. Light pole? <laughs> Good lord, 54 points. 54 points. School record. What kind of weedy sheet. <laughs> I love it. 54 I love it. points. 54 what? points. Love it. Fail the week. Nine steals. That, that's a lot of layups. <laughs> that's a lot of layups. <laughs> um, fail the week. I have BYU. Oh. Don't, them, go, don't go at the Cougs. For saying any team... Anytime, any place. Yeah. And then Washington just offers to play them, and they say, uh, no. Yeah, they should have gotten the social media team on the same page. Yeah. What's, I mean, you can't wear a <laughs> headband that says that <laughs> and then just say, no, we're good. Apparently, there is more to the story that I've read, but that is hilarious that that happened this weekend. But, but it only helps. I understand there's more than just like, yeah, we can play that game. But like, if you're gonna like market that, you right. gotta back it. You up. gotta play. You gotta go play. Gotta go play. I don't know if I have any fails. What if they? What Tennessee. if they miss the college football playoff because of that? I feel like they've got to be in over Cincinnati, right? They probably are. Okay. I don't know. Apparently, the stuff that apparently it really didn't have a ton to do with Washington, like that opponent. Apparently had more to do with like the testing protocols they were asking them. Players were already gone for Thanksgiving because they don't have a game this week, so which is weird. Bring them back, right? Where's Zach Wilson? At? I would rather them play Cincinnati than Washington, and that pretty much be the play-in game. Okay, I'd much rather that. I like that. Yeah, I'd rather that be the case. I get if, it. If, probably if, won't happen if like one of them if they were like four and five. 
Well, I'm saying, um, so they both have an open date. I don't know if it's December 5th. It's coming up. They both have an open date, so everyone's like, they should play, they should play, they should play. Oh, okay. So I'm saying I would rather those two teams play than BYU and Washington. Yeah, I agree. Because beating them, beating Washington, the college football play thing, you go, well, they beat Washington. No. Right. Yeah, they're, I mean, that's not going to put them over an SEC team. Right. So I'd rather just see them play each other. But I don't. I don't know. They're ranked seventh and eighth right, eighth right now. They're does, not going to get in. No. I'm, like, does a Cincinnati win get you in? I don't think so either. No. 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 I'm just saying, if it was like, if it if it play one, one of, of these bids get in, it would be the one of that. And I feel like, I don't know. This would be a fun year to see one of those teams in it. It'd be a fun year. I feel just, like anything. Just tr- let's try the eight team. Shit. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> Why not? What's going to be wild is they're not canceling any games due to COVID. This, we could see the national championship in June, February. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be interesting. We're For still sure. bowl eligible, right? Bowl eligible. Volunteers are bowl eligible. <laughs> no one's going to invite us. Congratulations, guys. Yep. We're playing the uh, the hot dog bowl in um, John Tarleton. I'll I'll referee. <laughs> Mark me down. As a soft, Mark me now as a soft maybe. Soft maybe. Soft maybe. You got any more fails? I don't. I don't, unfortunately. I do have Tennessee losing five straight games by double digits for the first time in, in program Christ. history. You know how long we've had a program? Since 1891. 1891. Never lost five straight games by double digits. Never. Dang. Meant to go that way with it. <laughs> it was an empty bottle. I, I have one more, and that's that's the Auburn thing. I just think it's so, like, it's so dumb. It's so stupid that if you can self-impose and they leave you alone, and if you're Missouri and you cooperate fully, don't self-impose, they give your entire athletic department a ban. Yeah, it's really dumb. Yep. Yeah. Really right, right. Or and, North Carolina. This, or North this, Carolina where, and I had this argument a couple weeks ago, the guy's like, it wasn't just the players – Regular students benefited from it too. Did athletes receive more benefits than an athlete at another school? If the answer is yes, they cheated. That simple. North Carolina should have been punished completely. And what's that famous saying like, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on you? No, other way around. Other way around? Fool fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, I'm an idiot. Kind of deal. No, no, no. Yeah, like shame, shame on me, I shouldn't have trusted you again. Yeah, so like if I did something wrong, fool me, fool me. You're doing the George Bush quote. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. I thought it's like yeah, yeah. It's your fault for trusting me. Is that all right? Second time, it's my fault for trusting you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fool so, me once, shame so that's, on me. That's like Auburn shame in, on you. in the NCAA. Yeah. It's like his second. I'm so confused right now, but I'll agree with you. This is his second time messing up. You've got my mind in a pretzel right now. Like, it's 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 your fault. This is your fault, NCAA. Yeah, no, they trusted them one too many times. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or Bruce Pearl, Bruce, to be exact. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's why they won't punish them. It's, it's the NCAA's fault. I'm Bruce. So. Hi, Bruce. So, like, what do they pick, like, fifth or sixth in the SEC? They're like, oh, yeah. Hopefully they come down with more. Like, I mean, they won't. But hopefully the NCAA can, comes down with more punishment. They won't. 
He's like, yeah, I hated it for our players, but they got a freaking the number four player in the country, Jabari Smith, coming in twenty twenty one, and their best freshman's going overseas now. Yeah, basketball season probably won't be played. So dumb. It is dumb. That's all I got. That's all I got, too, guys. I want to thank you all for listening, hanging with us, even when the Vols are bad. It's fun. We we have a good time regardless. Uh, But we appreciate you guys hopping in tonight. We'll be back at a date this week to be determined. Follow us along on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff to make sure you know what day that's happening. We will be back. That's all we got, guys. Be safe. Yeah, hey, it's that, that's one of the reasons Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, whatever you choose to do this this week weekend, be safe with your family, your loved ones. Enjoy it. Eat a lot of food. Yeah. One one uh, notch on the belt buckle. Exactly. Yeah. Do it. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.